Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday, the 1st of December. Today, I will be talking to Lacey Smith, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. Hey there, Lacey. How are you today? I'm great. How are you, Peter? Yep, very well. All good here. Um, heading into Christmas. Um, so, yeah, all good. Um, anyway, what, um, what story did you pick out today from Watson's Daily? Um, the story I picked out was, again, about Elon Musk, but I actually have good things to say about him today because it's about his Starlink <laughs> satellites for yeah. world activity. <laughs> yeah. So we're seeing that the UK wants to um, provide connectivity to some areas and they have chosen Starlink to do that for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny because in your article, like you said, they have, they had like backed up, they financially backed up one web in 2020 mm-hmm. um, by keeping it from going bankrupt. Um, and one web kind of provides the same service as Starlink does with the satellite internet access and those mm-hmm. broadband services to the rural areas. So it's kind of ironic that they put millions of dollars into one web, but then they went with Starlink anyway. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean uh, that's I mean that's quite surprising, isn't it? I mean when you think that the, the British government put in half a billion dollars into it, like well surely they would have gone for that. But anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, you would have thought that they were trying to like boost that industry so that they would end up using someone that's from their own mm. service, you know? You'd yeah. Think, but who knows? I mean, we've seen how powerful Starlink can be because, I mean, Elon Musk has literally the best advertising for Starlink by putting mm. it in Ukraine during this crisis. Mm-hmm. Spot on. He doesn't have to say anything. He could just be, it actually, it made him look like a good person by putting it there during a conflict. Mm. Everyone there said it was super useful to them. It provided connectivity when they needed it. It gave them kind of an advantage in that scenario to where otherwise they really would not have had that. And so I feel like it's an obvious, I mean, it makes him look really good. It makes Starlink look really good. Mm. It, it obviously works. I mean, if it can work during that, in that context, then it can work mm. when there's peace and there's nothing going on and you're just in a like country area that just mm. needs a little bit more connectivity so i i think it's about the best advertising you could have ever gotten for starlink without yeah yeah no i agree i mean that's the thing isn't it? if you got you know if you're uh if you've got some you know uh, army commander with bombs going on and bullets flying around saying you know thank you elon musk and saying how great the thing is i mean you can't script stuff like that certainly not in a not an environment like that and um yes like you say it is the best possible advert you could get in terms of how you know how well it works and how robust it is i mean the thing is um obviously this must be extremely disappointing for one web um because obviously it's you know it's british and um it's it was struggling um and and got this big uh cash injection but um in a way, maybe like um, like with oil and gas, as we found over the last year or so, um, that it, it's not a good idea to put all your eggs in one basket and um, you know and and have and in in this case um, put all your satellites in one basket because um, if it had just gone with one web, what happens if that hadn't worked? Whereas Starlink 
clearly does work. So it's not saying that it's it's you know the government's not going to exclude any others. It's leaving the door open. But I do think that this um, this means you know this will although it's disappointing for OneWeb, it's probably quite a good thing for the government because it will keep OneWeb on its toes, um, and you know meaning that it has to fight you know it will have to fight for um these these contracts but um but yeah but you know i think and it's also very healthy i think to have more than one provider so um so anyway so i think it's really good i think the idea of the, this whole instant you know fast broadband coverage is is fantastic you know in especially in remote places um and uh, yeah but you know elon's is musk's is looks like it is the best one yeah, and I feel like this gives Elon Musk kind of a lot of power. I feel like he's in a really good position with Starlink I, because it's one of those things where, like, it's similar. I always compare it with Apple, where Apple has the hardware. They have the software. They own mm. everything that you're using. If you have any connectivity to that, it's all together. It's the same kind of thing with Starlink can link easily with Tesla. Mm. Um, I know you and I were talking about it earlier. Well, basically... I'm driving one of Elon Musk's cars while mm. being linked up to the GPS to the nav mm. that his Starlink is currently providing for me. Mm. It's basically everything is there there is connected and it's just adding industry upon industry that like has close enough links yeah. that yeah. they are working together. Yeah. Um OneWeb, I feel like is kind of on the niche side. It's it's not it's smaller than Starlink at this time. So that's mm -hmm. part of the kind of harder thing for it. So it is going to have to work harder. But I also feel like if it came down to it, there would have to be a question in the competition market area because Starlink and OneWeb are two of, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many providers there are for this, but it doesn't seem like it's a, it's a fairly niche. Not very many people provide the service. Mm. So if OneWeb goes, then Starlink is dominating the market entirely. And they're mm -hmm. already ra raising the prices. Um, for the Starlink service, so it just it just puts him in a little bit of a extra powerful position. Yeah, yeah. I did, actually, you know, while you were uh, talking, then I just had another thought and thinking, God, you know, you might get to the stage here where Elon Musk would, you know, if someone said, "Hey, where's Lacey today?" <laughs> I mean, like Elon Musk could sit at his desk and just go, "Oh, okay, we'll just have a look." I mean, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of scary, isn't it? Actually, when you think about it, it's like, well, um, yeah. So I, anyway, so I, I think that it's, uh, you know, this is this is an interesting uh, thing. I mean, it's great for Elon Musk. Um, obviously, for Starlink, it's brilliant because, um, you know, the more the more people, you know, the more companies and more governments and things that sign up for it, um, the the better it's going to be for everyone. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's it's really good. Yeah, and I think overall, it's great to have rural connectivity i mean it was not that long ago that there was not really any connectivity at all yeah when we were dead like using wires on computers and your rural connectivity would be like 20 minutes of listening to the computer try to actually load up and yeah doing so it's like it's just nice because it's it's good to see how quickly things are changing and how yeah. quickly and i feel like this can be a huge um boost overall mm those rural areas absolutely i do wonder you know what would happen you know if you can use starlink to communicate i mean i've no idea this is just me thinking out loud here but 
um you know what would happen could he monitor you know movements of all tesla vehicles in the world you know i mean i wonder whether you know what would happen there if you could you could monitor the movements and you could contribute perhaps to um i don't know governments and things to show uh, how people move around you know maybe that helps with the planning of roads and cities and stuff i don't know but um yeah because it's it'd be almost like the physical version of the way that we're tracked on the internet yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's like almost going backwards of finding out physically where people are going versus like obviously on the web we can kind of track everything i mean you could easily put it into a contract how many of us actually read the terms and conditions mm. before we say accept <laughs> <laughs> well the other thing as well though is that i suppose they i mean it would i could i could imagine that this would be a, a selling point wouldn't it i mean with it with the you know you like buying vehicle and it says oh and by the way internet is included you know or something like that you're like oh, well actually that's really good because yeah i I could quite do, you know, I'd do with that because um, there are times, obviously, when you can't get signal or you can't get, you know, something, and it's not so, it's not, you know, your your sat nav isn't isn't so good. So maybe that could be another, you know, he could cross sell, well, not cross sell it. He's not selling Starlink, but you know, maybe when he wants to sign up more users, maybe that's a way of doing it. I don't know, but definitely uh, be nice because I mean, how many times have you been out on a drive and you're your music goes out because that's connected. Um, yeah. Your satellite, your navigation goes out because that's connected. It's like uh, nobody can contact you. Yeah. That's yeah. So it's like, it's certainly a good selling yeah. point. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see, won't we? We'll see. We'll certainly yeah. see. But uh, so any, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So my, my, um, I suppose my, my story today, um, I picked it out from the financial times. So, this picked up very interesting uh, business trend that seems to be going on at the moment. Um, and it seems to be that a lot of Chinese companies are very quietly moving their domicile to Singapore, uh, particularly over the last 12 months. And um, the reason behind this is because of all the ongoing China-US tensions. Um, and so the idea is, is presumably what this is going to do is this is going to give negotiators a, 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 a um, escape route or a, a way around um, any kind of sanctions potentially. Because um, apparently companies like, so including Shein and Neo, which we all know are uh, you know Chinese companies, it will give if let's say there's that the, the things get worse between the US and China. Um, then um and and they say right you're not allowed to deal with these you know with chinese companies uh, etc um the people will then negotiate they'll say oh no but it's, see it's not chinese it's uh you'll actually find that it's singaporean and we're okay with singapore so um so it kind of gives i think in the future a way out for lawyers <laughs> uh and or and or you know negotiators of of I don't know, supply contracts, manufacturing, that sort of thing. Um, so that sounds quite interesting. Um, although you do wonder how well it would go in practice, because like I say, everyone knows Shein and Neo are Chinese companies. So how are you going to, you know, I mean, morally, you'd, you'd say, well, they're Chinese. You wouldn't say that they're Singaporean. So, but, but anyway, so there's, there's that. But what I also wonder is 
what happens if you've got um you know if, if xi jinping for instance looks at this and says well hold on a minute this isn't this isn't within the theme of common prosperity that's um that you know i've been rolling out for the last few years um we don't want that because and that's remember this is it's Xi Jinping that put a lot of pressure, especially on tech companies, to um, you know to to uh, you know retrench um, from international um, markets and things and come back to China. So uh, I mean that was there was a bit of a there was a bit of pr- um, kind of push pull thing going on there in in that you had um, the the so uh, so the Nasdaq you had a lot of um, Chinese companies listing on the Nasdaq. Um, ostensibly because well there's a few reasons one is it gives you um uh, access to international investor community so that's one thing uh the other thing's a bit of prestige because the nasdaq's well known well respected etc um but um over the uh, you know over a, a long period of time I, I think especially since financial crisis um china and chinese companies were possibly one of the only areas of growth and so with the nasdaq looking for listings you know chinese companies looking for secondary listings were a very nice money spinner um for for them um but over the last few years um there have been problems with regards to um disclosure um from of chinese companies about their financial records which i i suspect had been overlooked um for the last few years because they were the only kind of growth story in town but um since there was um there was a scandal with with uh, a chinese company called luckin coffee which is um you know was taking on um starbucks for instance in, in china uh, it turned out that it had fi- dodgy financials. It was exaggerating everything. The Nasdaq decided to then clamp down and say, no, we can't have this going on. We need to um, make sure that there's more disclosure. So they were sort of pushing Chinese companies out of the of the Nasdaq, uh, out of America. And at the same time, you had President Xi going, well, actually, we want these tech companies back in China you know they're Chinese. We need them, so let's go for a, a listing either on Shanghai or, or at, le- or at the very least, Hong Kong. So that's what's been going on. Um, but then, of course, since then, um, you know, we've we've had all these these. Uh, you know, the, the Chinese economy has lost, been losing momentum, um, and so and then the 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 tensions between the U.S. and China have also increased a bit. You know, as time's gone on, so. This presumably has led to the companies deciding that they need um, to do something like this in order to potentially future proof um, their business with America. But uh, but anyway, sorry, I'm trying to that's a bit of a kind of roundup of what's happened over the last 10 years. Yeah, I do do wonder. So basically, I know that them kind of moving out of China is more of like a making it look like they're in a in Singapore kind of that side of things but does wouldn't that hugely affect china's economy as well because they're moving stuff over to singapore so singapore i know has had quite a lot of growth in the finance area mm. over the last couple of years and so they're they're kind of having that financial growth and that finance becoming more of a financial and business hub yeah so does that yeah. kind of affect the way that they relate with china because if they're taking over the business even as a face mm. eventually maybe those businesses would rather be in singapore because they are going to be more mm. 
mm. accepted by regulators or is that i i'm just like you did earlier thinking out loud what do you think yeah no i i think i, I think you know that's a that's a very good point um and i would say that you know these that um there is there is the danger that they that there will be that kind of migration will be, be rather than rather than being sort of like a you know superficial thing it could actually become a more substantial thing yeah. but i i suspect though that um you know xi jinping is not going to let that you know let that state of affairs occur because then he will be losing control of yeah. of these of these things and as we've seen he he kind of likes having control so um so uh yeah um i'm just guessing obviously uh <laughs> um but um but anyway no i so anyway so i think it's very interesting it's an interesting um uh, you know a trend that's going on at the moment whether or not it will work in the future um or whether if if enough companies do this maybe xi jinping will change and you know start clamping down again but um but for the moment um they've been allowed to go under the radar but for how long i don't know but uh, but anyway there you go um something something to leave you with um for today but uh, thank you very much indeed um for your uh, thoughts today lacy um yeah, thank you peter no problem and um thank you for listeners for listening today um just to say for those of you who uh you know participate in the thursday night call really sorry today i can't do it i'm going to an event that only happens once a year and i have to go to it really um so i would rather be with all you guys you know trying to talk about talk through what's going on this week etc but it'll be back and uh, up and running again um next thursday and the thursday after but i can't believe that'll be the that'll be uh something like the 15th i think of, of december then it's then we're in the run-up to you know the big day so um so anyway uh sorry about that anyway just going a bit christmas crazy i just put some stuff up today so uh but anyway hey. uh, <laughs> first day of the advent for all of yes. you with advent calendars it's there we go exactly <laughs> oh and yes that's right actually reminds me um i have um something if if any of you follow us on on instagram i am doing a watson's daily advent calendar video advent calendar um with all sorts of uh stuff um on it um so it will have yeah you'll you'll see but anyway um i'm, I'm aiming to do that every day uh and uh we'll see but we're, there's going to be a mixture of um how to get your knowledge better in commercial awareness um also things you might not have known about watson's daily so weird um, bits and pieces on that um christmas cracker jokes as well those are to come um there's gonna be um, we're gonna try and do a little uh, kind of competition between myself and ralph uh, to see who can make each other laugh the most um that sort of thing um and yeah there's loads of other bits and pieces going on so if you don't follow us on instagram why not and why not join in the fun uh you might even you know enjoy it who knows uh anyway so thank you very much indeed have a great day we'll be back tomorrow and uh see you again soon many thanks bye bye